Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. Today's guest is a guy who really stood out on Katie's season of The Bachelorette. We saw him step up during a rose ceremony in a way we've never seen before, and also someone who's been very open about his sex life. Today, we're talking to Mike P. about the stigma around male athletes and sex. But of course, you know how we do. We got to get into hot takes. Mike, take it away. But of course, if y'all have seen me on my Instagram, you know I have... I'm just gonna be honest all the time. And the way I feel about it is, there was this post that uh, Spiritual Word on Instagram had put up saying, men are sharing the things they wish women knew about them. What I wanna speak on is, and I quote, if you don't wanna hear the truth about something, don't ask me to tell you the truth because I'm gonna tell you the truth every time. Uh oh. <laughs> bro, that, that is a sermon. That hit home with you, bro? That is a whole sermon, Sunday morning worship, Wednesday night service, I could go so deep into this topic right here. I, this is something I literally always say. Don't ask me a question if you really don't want the truth to. I don't like to white lie to my lady, right? I, if you ask me how your hair look, and baby, I'm not really feeling that hairstyle, I'm gonna let you know I'm not feeling that hairstyle. I'm gonna say it respectfully, and I'm gonna say it nicely. I'm gonna put some tack with it. I ain't gonna be like, damn, your hair is ugly, you know? But <laughs> at the same time, do not ask for my opinion on something if you do not want the truth to if you it. Can't, if you can't handle the truth, I hear you, bro. Is, don't ask me. So, for example, Brian, if my girl's like, how does this dress look on me? And if I don't like the dress, I'm not going to say, no, nah, that dress is ugly, right? I'm going to be tactful and be like, well, baby, what about you know that green dress that you wore uh, last year at this event? I really like that dress. Like, there's a way that you can come across without lying, yeah. but still being respectful. You got to be smart with the way you say things to women. Like, oh, you, you got to realize, <laughs> like, how would this make her feel? What what I'm about to say, how would this make her feel? If you know she's going to be upset and, like, it was going to ruin the rest of the night, you know, because I imagine if she's wearing something nice like that, you might be going out somewhere nice, going out on a date. Like, you don't want to ruin the date by kind of knocking her style in that sense, in that in that moment. I so, I, so I, it's just, and now with tech, there's only, like, Three chances with tact. Because if you ask me about the fourth time I've looked, I don't like that dress, baby. Okay? I'm sorry. I don't like the dress. It's like, how many times do I have to tell you? Yeah, like, <laughs> I said it in so many different ways, but you know, you're not getting it, okay? And that's where that's just where the comedy comes in. That's, you know, some humor. I hear you, bro. I hear you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's see, keeping on with the same topic. I love this post. This gentleman says, we actually really want to be complimented too. A 60-year-old woman complimented me five years ago, and it still makes me feel good, which just shows how little we get compliments. How has your experience been getting compliments, man? Because I love getting compliments. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just... It just gives you confidence, right? When your girl's like, babe, you look so good. You look so handsome. Yo, I see those gains from the gym. Like, whatever the case may be, like, we want, like, we want, we want our women to pump us up, right? And of course, of course. we want to do the same to them. But how, how do you feel about that? Of course. 
I, now I get complimented, you know, left and right uh, because of being on TV, but it still doesn't matter because the only compliments that I want are from my significant other, which at this time I don't have one, but you know, when the ones that matter are the ones that come from the people that you love the most, right? I adore getting a genuine compliment from my girl. Like if she, if I've been putting in work in the gym, you know what I'm saying? Tell her brother, tell me that you like it, baby. A compliment does go a long way and I feel that I don't think, I don't think men get complimented as much as, as women do. I just really don't. I think there is space for the man to feel confident, you know, because his woman gives him compliments and, you know, just boosts him up. Like, I think that's just human nature that we all like to do that. And I think men should do the same thing with their women, right? I, I get it from Rachel a lot as far as, you know, little sweet things here and there that, you know, I may not expect it, but I know that every time she does say things like that, I mean, words of affirmation isn't even one of my love languages. For me, it's more the physical touch and the quality time. But, you know, even like her, like when we first met, her two love languages were the same one. So I was like, oh, this is great. Physical touch, quality time. Now she likes all of them. Now she wants all of them, right? So it's like those uh, words of affirmation are important. And I feel the same way. Like, you know, I think it just boosts somebody's confidence and just, okay, like, I got my woman, I got my man on my side. Like he thinks I'm looking good. She thinks I'm looking good. Like you just have this aura about you. And I think everybody, everybody needs that in a relationship, like a lack of complete compliment. Like, didn't you say you went through a relationship like that? Where like, yeah, somebody didn't compliment you at all. That's tough. Like one time in almost three years. Like, how and did you, you know handle what? that? I didn't, I, and, and talk about that. I didn't even recognize that I wasn't complimented until years later when we had like went on a date or whatever and she complimented me and i was like what i've never heard of this before <laughs> that's when it registered in my brain so i think it was, not, it was it was I'm such a shock to your system yeah i was like whoa you just <laughs> you spoke chinese to me you know you spoke another language to me right there like whoa what was that uh but it's we definitely appreciate it when it when it's given you know just to yeah, the ladies yeah. listening out there that's all Go compliment your man right quick. Yes, words of affirmation, ladies. It's important. Here, here, here. <laughs> this is uh, something that your man does. You know, if he cuts the grass, for example, like, baby, I like them edges. That <laughs> 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 was stupid. Oh man. <laughs> All right, bro. We got Mike P coming up. I'm really interested to talk to him all about. You know, his his story being a, a virgin on the season, which you've seen before on the Bachelor franchise, but everybody has a unique uh, journey when it yeah. comes to that. And I want to know all about it. What do you say we get into this interview? I'm, I'm ready for him. I've been talking so much uh, greatness about him. I'm ready for it as well. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mike, welcome to the show, man. How you doing today? Can't complain, man. We uh, we got some great weather in San Diego. So I always say it, man. Anytime we got this weather, we're spoiled. So I'm chilling. I can't really complain. San Diego is like guys. the number one place to live, like in the United States, right? Like weather wise, just the most beautiful. Yeah. Awesome you know, it's, it's never funny, been. man. I, I'm from, uh, I'm originally from Arizona, but I always oh, say, nice. like, I'd say seven months out of the year, Arizona, like the, the winter, probably the best weather. But mm -hmm. as a whole, San Diego, because we got those terrible summers in Arizona. So it's like, yeah. San Diego, man, year-round, consistently between 65, 75. You can't complain about it. Ugh. How long have you been yeah. living in San Diego? 
Uh, I've been out here about about eight years now. I, uh, I actually, when I left baseball and came to play basketball, it brought me out here. So, and once I once I was out here, I was like, yeah, I'm not leaving. Yeah, I'm not leaving. <laughs> so, Mike, so we've seen you a lot on this season of The Bachelorette, and a lot of the talk with you has been about your virginity. So, obviously, yeah. we give you props, you know, going on national TV, you know, and, and, and coming out with that takes a lot of courage, man, because I know there's a lot of stigma associated with that. Um, so can you just like take us back and like talk a little bit about more about your faith and, you know, what led you to decide, you know what, I, I'm going to wait to have sex until marriage. Yeah, man. I, you know, it's funny. <clears throat> I am the type where, uh, I don't like stigmas. I don't like, sir. Like I like to always kind of look a little bit different because I think it opens door to conversation. Right. And I yeah. think a lot of conversations, it's easy to hide from. It's easy to um, just to kind of avoid because they're a little uncomfortable, right? So with this topic, I've always, I, I was talking with Tisha and Beck about this. Like I, I've always said that like one thing God has kind of shown me in my life is he's shown me like what I could be outside of him. And like, that's not a good dude. I'd be a player. I'd be all, I, I just, that's naturally, bro, I'm a rotten dude. Like I'm naturally a selfish dude. So like, I mean, like for me, man, is like, I am somebody that I think it's the competitor in me, right? The athlete in me where it's like, I always want to win. I always want to, uh, you know, like I love connection. So usually a lot of times with connection, that means like, you're going to be, you're going to be talking with girls a lot. Um, and I think ultimately like with me, man, I don't think by any means I'm saying I'm a malicious dude. No, that's not it. But I am, but I would have gotten lost if I didn't have a little bit of a layer of protection because I was somebody that, um, the competitor in me and then also the connection side of me, like it could have got me in trouble, man. And, and I think, I always want to try to take a step outside of myself. I want to, I want to try to see like how my actions can affect other people. And I think, um, for me, like, I don't ever want to be in a position where like, especially like with a girl and I'm, I'm, I'm hypersensitive to this cause I have three sisters. So I hear all the stories. Right. So like, I never want to be that guy that hurts a girl. So like, for me, I think I had to be extremely careful um, with how I was, because I am such a connection guy. Like, I know this is a really weird thing to say because I'm waiting till marriage, but like, I'm an extremely sexual dude. It's just, I have to like, I have to kind of confine that in ways until like for me, until I get married, until it's like in the right context, because, you know, and that's this, it's funny. Like, this is such a stigma of like, when people think of like somebody waiting, right. They think like prude, oh, they, they're, they're not interested in sex. They don't want to have these things. And it's like, no, like I have all these urges probably times 10. Right. And like, these are urges that I, I like fight every single day. Um, but like, it's not about me. You know what I mean? And that's like the selfishness in me where like, for me outside of my faith, dude, like with, for me, it's all about me, but like with my faith, it, it allows me to take a step back and be like, okay, this isn't about you. Like, what about her? How does she feel about this? How is she, is she catching feelings and you're leading her on because you're, you know, because of something you did or something, you know, like there's a lot that goes into relationships and, and like, I just have to be extremely careful with who I am because naturally, like, 
if I didn't have my faith, I would take. Right. And there's been, there's been instances in my life where dude, I, that's what I want to make perfectly clear here too. Like I am not some perfect little, like, you know, like golden boy, like this dude, I am a very flawed human being. Like I am extremely flawed. Like, and I, and I've said this, I talk with Katie about this. I'm very open about this. Like I may not have had like sex, sex, but I've slipped up and I've had oral sex. And like, for me, that was one of the moments where like w- the the few times I did slip up and do those things, like those were things that like taught me actually the significance of like why I actually was putting sex on such a pedestal because like it's a bonding thing. It's a connection thing. Like it can mask a lot of issues. If you, if, if like you're not communicating and talking about a lot of these things, right? Like I'm no same, man. Like I am somebody that like, I have, all these desires, I have all these things like, but like, I want to always, I always want to like, I need to put the, these words and bring it all together here. Like, I just want to make it perfectly clear how like naturally selfish of a human I am outside of my faith. And that's why like, I cling so hard to it because like, I just, I know that about me. And I think that's, you know, that's the one thing like, I'm constantly in communication with God about my faith. And I'm constantly like always trying to figure out like, you know, where my weaknesses are and how I can build on those. And like, one of my weaknesses is like, I'm a naturally selfish guy and I, and I need help. Right. And I need, I need, I needed help as like a young kid. And, and that for me was my faith. That was my outlet. Right. It was like, it was like God kind of showing me like, okay, it's not about you. This is about sacrifice. And it's allowed me to then like rechannel that energy that, that I wanted to get in trouble with and break all the rules. And it's kind of allowed me to like channel that and like focusing on my wife, like focusing on my future wife. And like, this is for you. Like, like there's like, you know, there's, there's the, the freak that everyone talks about, but this is for you. Like, I want to channel this for you. And like, that's kind of how, knowing that about myself, I think that was what God kind of revealed to me when I was a kid is he's like, if you're not careful, like this could be extremely destructive, you know? And, and I've tried to always like put that in a lot of areas of my life because like the reality is, man, like, I don't want to, I don't want to just be like a rule follower. Like I'm a rule b- breaker. Like that's naturally how I am. So like, I have to have certain things in my life kind of set in stone that help guide me so that I don't kind of fall off track or fall, you know, into certain things like, you know, a lot of people, they talk about, and I think that's the stigma of sex, like, in a lot of different things is like, people think of sex as like, you know, that if you're not having it, that you don't, you don't have the same desires, and you don't feel the same things. No, you do, man. Like, especially like, like, you guys are dudes, like, you get it. Like, it is tough, man. Like, it's it is tough. not an easy thing. It's brutal. So like, for me, man, like, I, I have to really be extremely intentional and be extremely careful about like um how I kind of guide my steps because if I don't like like I I wouldn't be the best dude and I, I know gonna, that about myself I I got a couple questions like number one obviously you talk about those urges which it's natural yeah. man every man has those urges yeah, like how has an urge yeah every, yes yeah. man men and yeah. women but um I guess like how, like, what do you do? Like, what's your, do you have like a daily routine to kind of quell these urges? I mean, is it just turning to God and, you know, really, you know, relying on your faith? 
Yeah, you know, that's a great question, man. No, that's a great question. I think for you to be successful in anything, you have to, you have to uh, practice, right? You got to like figure out like how you can control these urges. For me, like first thing I do when I wake up, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, like first thing I do when I wake up, man, is it's like instantly you're like, you think like sex. And I'm like, okay, all right. First thing, bro, like I'm like, all right, God, like it's gonna be a battle day, but like let's get it, right? Like that's like our that's like my relationship with him. And then and then it's like I have like really strong uh like mentor figures in my life that kind of just like, you know, at times when they gotta talk me off the edge with it or like or even just knock some common sense into me, like uh those are conversations when I feel, you know, I need to have those conversations, I have them. Um, and then I also set certain things in my life. Like I'm always in the gym because like, that's just a way for me to like, you know, that's like a a testosterone release. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, this is a way for me to like do that. Um, you know, I set certain things in my life too. Like a lot of people don't know this about me. Um, like I've never had a sip of alcohol I've never tried drugs, but I've never even tried coffee. Like I'm kind of a freak when it comes to that stuff, but it's not, but it's not because I'm like, it's not because I want to be like oh look at what i've done it's not about that stuff for me those are just certain things that like i know that if i probably and this is just me and that's the thing like i have no problem with drinking at all but it's like for me i know that it would probably loosen me up a little bit and then it would probably put me in tougher situations right so i think this is all about like knowing myself right like for me i have to set up certain boundaries for myself where it's like no no like you know yourself and that doesn't mean you can't have fun like dude you wouldn't know like if you guys were out with me you'd have no idea i didn't drink because i'm like i'm vibing with everybody just like everybody else yeah but it's like but i know me and like and i think part of that comes with like your upbringing too like man when you have when you have three sisters i got three sisters we're all year apart like i was always out with girls you know so like younger or are you in the middle like what's the so we got uh two older one younger all okay. year apart so we're okay. super close so like anytime we go out it's like i'm around a bunch of women so like what am i going to think in my head like the protector in me comes out so like i always got to be like make sure that like i'm in control of myself watching over them like there's a lot of there's a lot of variables that go into like what make us think you know the way we do um and like so i think for me like that's the thing man is like I always try to like take a step outside of myself and be like, what would life be like if I didn't do certain things? Right. Like what type of man would I be? Would I be, would I be happy about that man? Like, would I be proud of that man? Um, you know, how would he be? And I'm very realistic. I don't just sit and like beat myself up, but I'm very realistic. And then I take a step outside of like, okay, well, if you do this, like even more of an extreme, like if, if you were better at this, would you be proud of that man? Like, would that be a man that a woman, um you know would be excited about would that be a man that that woman would feel honored right and like i always want to strive towards those things and i don't want to let myself off the hook for the other things because i think accountability is like a huge thing you know i had a a question on this like you grew up with three sisters so how do you think that impacted you as far as because mike you grew up with all women as well you know i'm very close to my mom i feel like we all have this innate respect for the women in our lives. Like what would happen if you would have, like, what do you think would happen if you would have grown up with all brothers? 
Like, do you think it would have been the same or did you gain that respect just by growing up with all these women? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, man, like life is wild. Like it's sometimes things are very circumstantial. Like if I had three brothers, would I be the same? I would say yes, because my dad, my dad's that, that figure that's that what like, I said. That's what I'm yeah, like he, my, my father figure, man, like him and I are best friends. Like he didn't, I didn't get away with not in the sense of like super discipline, like never in a million years was I afraid of my dad in the sense of that. But he put the fear of God in me in the sense of like, this is what the standard is to be a man. And he backed it up by action. Like he, he mm-hmm. treated my mom that way. He treated my sisters that way. He treated every woman he came across, you know, that way. And like, so I had an example that allowed me to like, I'm, I'm a big, like, you can talk to me all day, but I'm big on action. Like if I see somebody putting in action and treating people a certain way, I'm going to be much more receptive to that than I am sitting in and having somebody just speak at me and doing the opposite. Right. So mm-hmm. I would say I would probably be the same because of my dad and my mom. They're, they're such an incredible team, but you don't know. I, I have no idea. You know, if, if I had three brothers, would I be the same guy? I don't know. I would like to think I would, but again, it, it comes down to circumstances, you Definitely know? So. Definitely. Yeah. Talk to me about your, your siblings. You speak a lot about, you know, your three sisters, uh, one younger, two older, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you're around them a lot and you become a protector. You also play sports. Yeah. Brian's play sports. I play sports. What's up with that locker room chatter? Like, how yeah. do you, like, do you tell your homies like, bro, like, let's not do that. Like what is, who is Mike when it comes to locker room? So I'm going to give you two different looks of who, who I was. And I think who I'm becoming. Right. Okay. Um, I think when I was younger, man, I got, I got drafted really young. Like I was 19, got thrown in a professional baseball locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, you get money, you, you, you think, you think you're it, you do. And you're not. And that's the thing is like, but you have to like be humbled. You have to mature. You have to understand um, that it's not about you. Um, there's a process. I think, especially as men, like there's a process to our maturation, right? Like we have to go through certain things. We have to have certain conversations. Um, and I had to learn a lot about myself, man. I used to be super combative, right? So like if I'd never start stuff, but if like guys would come at me with certain things, because I do have such probably extreme actions in the sense of waiting till marriage or not drinking, like people are, that's going to raise questions. People are going to ask questions. And a lot of guys, you know, they, they'll mock you. And when I was younger, I was, I, I was terrible at the way that I would receive it. I would be like, well, if you got a problem, then say something about it. And I had to grow up. Some of the best people I've ever had that have helped me grow in certain ways when I was acting a fool, they were like, why do you act that way? They didn't condemn me. They said, why do you act that way? And I, the more that I started to see that, the more I wanted to be that. And I think that like, you guys are growing, man, you get it. Like, for me, like fire, meeting fire with fire, that's only going to create an explosion. Like, I'm curious, what is acting a fool for you? So, <laughs> like, what does that look I'm, like? I'm, so, for me, bro, like, I, I think it's like, I'm an extremely flirtatious guy. Like, I love to flirt with girls. I love to, like, I love to, like, like walk the, the tightrope of, like, <laughs> where 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 push the boundaries I, I like to push the boundaries not so much in the last two years i've really grown up in the last two years because i've had to i had to look myself in the mirror and be like if you really think you're ready for marriage you need to you need to grow up but before that man like 
Yeah, bro. Like I, I'm the guy that like longboarding shirtless on the boardwalk, peacocking. I'm doing all the things that the guys do, but like morally, I don't, I, I, I understand I can't fully go through with it. So like, that's the thing is like, I've always said, man, like I'm just a tool with morals. Like I've had to really like, like zone in. Heard that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you guys, and, and, and here's the thing, man, like, and I, and I mean this, like, 99.9% of people when they first meet me, they never in a million years think that I'm so committed to my faith and that I'm that I'm morally where I'm at. They don't think that. And to be honest with you, I'm glad they don't because that opens a conversation for then us to have like, well, why? Why would you be this way, right? And I'm big on that. Like I like to bridge gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and listen, man, like I one thing. We all have something, some conviction in our life, right? All of us do. It it could be anything. And like, no matter how far, like I want to run from like my faith or, or anything like that in any instant in my life, I've ever wanted to do that. I can't, it's who I am. It is who I am to the core. You know what I mean? And like, I, so for me, like knowing that about myself, like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I don't try to run from it. I try to embrace it. And I try to like, at least explain to people why I'm the way I am, you know? Are your siblings also uh, connected and their faith is strong? Yeah, you know, one thing my parents did um, is they they did an incredible job of, like, establishing, you know, our faith, like, as as a as kids, you know? Now, does that mean all of us have walked, uh, you know, Same through path. it, like, right. thick and thin? No, um, all, because we're all flawed. All of us are. Mm-hmm. Um do I think all of us are on the same page now? Yeah, I do. But, um, you know, I, <laughs> I told Katie this, like my family is the, is the raunchiest, cleanest family you ever meet. Like the conversations we had, people are like, like y'all are wild. Like, I cannot believe you guys talk about this. At the can, house. You, can you but give like, an example? Yeah, what an example? <laughs> Bro, most example. of it's usually like, most of it's like usually like, and this is disgusting talking about, but like, this is, <laughs> but this is just the arena that I grew up in. Like, bro, we used to be sitting down when we were kids and like my parents would come downstairs and like, like my dad would like grab my mom's butt and they, and they would kiss and talk about things that we probably shouldn't have been hearing in front of us. And, and when you're younger, you think you're like, man, this is nasty. Like, why do I have to hear this? This is nasty. But, but like now that I look at it, I'm like, yo, I'm going to be the same way with my wife because like, I want to create, I want to create an atmosphere for like my kids to understand how healthy sex really is, especially within a marriage. Right. Like for, for them to see that, like, I always thought that everyone was that way. And then when you grow up, you realize everyone doesn't express themselves that way into each their own. But like, I want to express myself that way sexually with my wife. Like I want to be open about things. I want to have conversations with our kids and talk about like the urges that they feel or like, you know, I want to have these conversations because I think, you know, and the, the church has done such a terrible job. I think they're getting better at it now, but they've kind of like turned their back on the conversation of sex. And I think it's put a lot of people in confusion within the faith where they're almost ashamed of sex. And it's like, you should never be ashamed of like what a, what a beautiful thing God created. Um, but you should have an understanding for me. Like I want that with a marriage, right? I've always been vocal about that. So like, but I need to understand the fullness of that before I can ever even experience that. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that's one thing my parents did. But like, 
we roast each other like to the point where people are like, ah, uh, do you guys even like each other? Like, like <laughs> that's the best. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, and like, and that's the thing. Like, I want people to understand. Like, especially, like, and I've had thousands of messages of people being like, "Thank you for talking about this topic of sex." And like, and I and I said this with Tasha and Becca. Like, this breaks my heart, man. Like why there's such a stigma around sex right and this is mostly honestly it's 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 the church's fault of kind of like putting it in a in a corner and never talking about it yeah like you you should not it's not something that is terrible it's something that is beautiful yeah it's not taboo why are we not talking about this right and like and like, this is why these stigmas happen. This is why some, when somebody meets a professional athlete and they go, wait, you're waiting till marriage. Why? You know, or, or they meet somebody that goes on the show and they talk about it and they're like, wait, really? You know, and people instantly want to put me in a box. No, nah. like I am, I am an absolute clown. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Like I, if I'm out with you guys, like you guys are going to be like, this guy's a clown. He's an idiot. Right. But like, but like, I'm not gonna, just because I'm that way, doesn't mean that I'm going to not kind of morally be where I'm at either, right? Like, I hate that. I hate that yeah, we you, put people in boxes. You could do, you can, I think what you're saying is, people categorize you saying, okay, you can't be this way if you're this way, right? And you're saying, exactly. I actually can be both. You could do both, yeah. Mike, I had a question, like taking it yeah. back to the whole locker room talk, and obviously you got yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of athletes, who are virgins, they get a lot of slack and a lot of pressure to have sex from teammates and whatnot. Like, can you just paint the picture for our audience? Like what you went through, like maybe extreme examples of, you know, what guys would throw at you, like in that locker room scenario. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, this is, it's a good topic, honestly. Like now I'll, I'll give you some context here. When I was in baseball, this was kind of before the social media boom. It was like, like before we had the dating apps, before we had all this stuff. So like, and there was still some stuff being thrown around like uh, that in today's culture just wouldn't have, wouldn't have been um, acceptable and nor should it have been acceptable then. Um, but dudes would, you know, first of all, the, the, the sport itself, right? Baseball. It's you're, you're in a different city every three or four days. You're meeting different people every three or four days. You have, uh, like it's like women are pretty forward. They'll come up to you. They'll, they'll throw their numbers out to you. They'll, they'll come right up to you and tell you what they want. Right. So that temptation's there. Like, you know, that's there. So like dudes, like dudes all the time would come up to me and be like, so what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, well, that's just not where I'm at. Right. And they're like, and I had dudes all the way from like, that would sit and roast me to the point of, you know, Oh, what's your reasoning? Like, okay, is it, is it, is it cause you're afraid of it? Like, oh, cause you can't handle her. Right. And I'm like, it's none of that. Right. I've had dudes ask me, do you even like women? And I'm like, of course I do. You know what I mean? So I've had so many guys take shots in so many different areas, but that's because they didn't understand. Right. You know, we have, when we go out, like I'd have guys that, you know, and your teammates are pretty, they, they get after it at a young age when you get a little bit of money, like you're in different cities, like, dudes get after it, you know, and, and, you know, we, we, all of us have a lot, lot of maturity to, 
to happen because we're only 19 to 20, 21, 22 years old. So, um, like we were in some pretty tough situations, you know, like when we'd be out at, uh, you know, bars or whatnot, like dudes would be getting in fights, dudes would be, you know, hooking up with girls all over and car. I mean, it's, it, it is a very different culture from what I probably was striving towards. Right. Um, but like that stuff doesn't scare me. You know, like I said, like there's a lot of dudes that actually feel this way. Um, I just, I'm just so stubborn that I like, I like had to make it a point, right? Like I had to like stand my ground and I had to kind of like have these conversations. And you know, what's funny about all these, some of the best compliments I've ever had in my life was some of the guys that roasted me the most. Cause I was always the youngest guy in pro bowl. Like I was just such, I was like a pup man compared to these other guys. And a lot of these guys towards the end were like, they were like, bro, at the end of the day, as much as like we roasted you, like I got the utmost respect for you because like you, you stood your ground. Right. And like, I remember, I remember when I was playing baseball, university of Arizona, my true freshman year, I remember one of my teammates were out at a party and he looked over at me and he's like, um, he was like, uh, so you drink? And I was like, no, I don't drink. And he looks at me, he's like, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. And when I ended up leaving, he was like, I guess you weren't lying. So it's like, that's what I mean, man. It's like, you can look at certain situations as like extreme, like turmoil and really tough and, and you can fold to it or you can change somebody's perspective of why somebody does the things they do. Right. Like, like I said, man, I, I look just like the other guys. I'm this, I, we all look the same. We would dress the same. We'd go out the same banter. It, it would be the same. Um, but like, I had some written on my heart that I couldn't run from and I wasn't going to run from like I owned it. And I was like, I have to own this. Right. And for me, man, like some guys, some guys may never understand that. And that's okay because these are own. like, it's, I'm not some, I'm not some poster child. I'm not, man. I'm, I'm more flawed than anybody else. You know, it's just that what I did want guys to understand is like, it's okay for me to be this way and still be one of the boys. And and we all felt that way. Like, man, even like the more that we've matured, it's happened more and more often, like old teammates being like, Hey man, like I actually understand why you maybe felt that way that right. They're married with kids. Now they see it differently. You know, tonight uh, is your episode, I guess we would say. Uh, yeah. And you know, how was that cuddling? With <laughs> was that awkward for you? Like unravel that for me right quick. No. And here's the funny thing, man. Like anybody that knows me, like even on the sex date, man, like anybody that knows me knows that like, like I have no problem going up and taking my clothes off and being magic Mike. That's naturally who I am. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to see that homie. Bro, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That. Nobody wants to see that, but, but he but has the ability to bring that out. <laughs> hey, I will bring it out, but it's like, I have to like channel that. Right. So like with Katie, like when, when we're walking out and, and, I had no idea where we were going because we we're going in the middle of the forest and all of a sudden like we kind of walk in and I was like both of us were kind of like what's going on and then once we found out what was going on I knew there was going to be a twist to it I was like yeah. all right what are they about to put me in like I know I'm about to like 
I thought they were going to put me in like a, a speedo or like something super revealing. And I was like, this is going to be super awkward. It's usually ridiculous. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, but like, but had me looking like John the Baptist about to perform a baptism out there. I literally <laughs> was in all white linen. I'm like, yo, come on. Like, you guys like John are, the Baptist. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are killing me. But it, but you know, I think the the beautiful part about it was like, it was a moment for like Katie and I to actually just have time to chat, man. Like, you know how yeah. hard it is to yeah. get time. And you know, like when you get that time, you got to be super intentional. And I, I do think that was a moment where Katie realized too. She's like, all right, you're not just this like little prude that I probably thought you were or quiet guy, you know, like yeah. you actually have a, a side to you that is way different than I expected. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, sometimes time is, is, a if there's, if you don't get that time, it can, it can create, um, a gap between you and the other guys. And, and, uh, you know, I think ultimately that's, that's what is shown there, but, um, I enjoyed it, man. Like she, like Katie is somebody that she has this incredible ability to, um to make things really light right there's not an expectation you just are there you're just you're just kind of chilling and that's kind of like how i like to be i don't like to put too much pressure on people i like for people to just be themselves just just cruise and chill right and like that's what i think this date was for us it was just us kind of sitting down and being like all right this has been a while right up to this point like let's just kind of just chill out i think both of us just had a good time and you'll see that like we just laugh and we just we just kind of are just having a good time and, and it was good because like there's so much you guys have been through it there's so much that is a build up to this that like you just sit and kind of just have a real moment for once where you can have real conversation and, and things like yeah. that and that's what you'll see on monday and mike so obviously you ended up going home that night like how did yeah. you how did you feel like with the breakup like did you feel like you got closure in that moment um you know with a lot of unanswered questions after the fact like were you able to basically get everything out that you wanted to get on the table with her? Yeah. You know, um, I'll let you guys in on a little, like when, when I, when she was, when they pulled us from our interviews and I came over and I was sitting on the bench and I'm, I'm in the middle and I didn't think it would come at that point. I thought it would maybe come a little bit later. Um, just because I just, I just felt like we were running out of time, man. Like we're getting close to hometowns. Like we were just running out of time. We just hadn't spent a ton of time together. And I literally like grabbed a stick and I was going to like, she was going to sit next to me and I was going to like, you know, like mess with her and like, like a bug was there. And then I, I hear her coming behind and she's bawling. I was like, I threw the stick. I'm like, Oh man, don't, this isn't the time. So like <laughs> I get up, I get up and I see her and I'm like, Hey, I was like, I was like, I get it. Like, and, and she's like, I just like, uh, we ran out of time and like selfishly, I want to keep you here. And I was like, listen, like you're doing the right thing because if you have connections with these other guys that way, I've always said this from day one with Katie is like, no matter if it was me or somebody else, all I care is that she meets her person. I have such admiration for her because we sat there and, and we were just really present and we just talked about like how proud we were of each other and how we, how I think we broke down a stigma of like what maybe people thought was two polar opposite people on paper how could they get along? It's like, well, you can get along because you actually care to sit and to listen to that person's heart. And one thing Katie did for me that allowed me that will just set me up for so much success in my, in my, 
you know, future relationship is she allowed me to process things in ways that I, I don't think I'd ever got to process. She forced me to, to see every side of a person. She forced me to see every good in a person. Right. And she, she has no idea. And I told her this, but she has no idea the growth that she allowed me to have as a man. And like so many people, man, like when they look at Katie and I, they're like, oh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And it's like, no, it makes perfect sense. We were two mature adults that understood what both of us brought to the table. And that if we chose each other, that it would be a beautiful uh, relationship. Right. And it was right. something that I think, I think that the older you get, the more you realize that like, bro, it's not about taking, it's about service. And like, how can we elevate, you know, our person to become the best version of themselves? I don't care who you are in life, no matter how selfish you are naturally like me, I don't care. It is so much better to serve a person than to take from a person. And I think, you know, I, I had a last moment where I grabbed her forehead and I kissed her and I was like, I'm so glad it was you because like you challenged me in ways that no other woman could have. And mm. And the closure that both her and I have with that man is like, that's a beautiful thing. That's growth. Like that's life. Like you never know who's put in, in your path and why they're put in that path. But she was the perfect woman to help me for my future wife. And at the time I thought maybe she was my future wife and maybe she was singing that with me. But once it came to an end, she has no idea how much growth she allowed me to have. Love that, bro. I think that's a, that, yeah. a perfect into our episode today with you, man. That was beautiful. Thank you for Dude, being here. I, I, uh, no, nah, man, I appreciate you guys. And like, sorry, I talk most of the time. I, I never shut up sometimes, <laughs> but like, it's all good, um, man. You know, I, I've heard a lot about you guys and I got a lot of respect for you guys. I, uh, Much love, bro. you know, you get, you guys call it how it is and what you guys are doing is, is a, is a great thing. I think, I think these hard conversations should always be had. I think the more that we run from them, the more division we create and, and I think uh, what you guys are doing is beautiful, man. Like, yeah. this is something that the world should be doing. No, appreciate that. I'm still going to dunk on you when we play basketball. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's one thing I'm not going to let you get away with because <laughs> it's, it's going to be a battle, man. Mike 6'5, other Mike 6'4. It's going to be a battle in the post hey, right there. Hey, know something right now. If your head's turned in the paint, you're going to get flushed off. Oh, okay. I, I hear you talking. Those are fighting words. Those are fighting words. Your words don't mean nothing to me. It's about that action. But, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. I appreciate you having you on today, man. And, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, man, for being so open. Appreciate you guys. And uh, hopefully we uh, link up some time in the future. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Have a great one. Take care, buddy. All right, guys. See ya. I love that interview with Mike, man. He was, I thought he showed a lot of maturity and, you know, just his, the, the the interaction that he had with Katie at the end, once he got let go, I thought it showed maturity on both ends. Like I okay. could really relate to that because on my season, I remember saying, you know, just because somebody gets chosen over me doesn't make them the better man, but they're the better man for Rachel. For you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's like, I never, it seems like he didn't take it personally. You, you know what I'm saying? Like he knows his person is out there and you know, somebody's there that that's better for Katie and that's fine. And that's okay. That's life. You know what I mean? I but the fact that he was able to, to accept that and come to that conclusion, I think that that shows maturity and growth. I love it too. Uh, it made me think about when I was on, the, on my season with Hannah and when she let me go, all I could say was thank you, you know, because yeah. this is your journey. I don't want to you know, waste time for you. So I appreciate that from Mike as well. And I also loved how we as a society sometimes stereotype 
an adult version to be soft. Yeah. Right. And Mike definitely, you know, gives off that he's not a soft individual. He's going to stand up for his rights. We saw him on the show standing up. Um, and he's the same in, you know, in person also. So I love that about him as well. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, and of course, we want to thank every single one of our listeners out there for tuning into today's episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Yes. And yo, y'all are listening to us. So thank you. Uh, we both thank you for writing us, DMing us. Yes, we get the DMs when you, uh, you know, all caps, we do see them. We are uh, listening. We are listening. You know, we love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insight. So again, please don't forget to like, comment, follow, message us on social at Talking It Out BN. Baby, that's Talking It Out, B as in Bachelor, N as in Nation. On IG, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or our podcast or wherever you listen to right now. And baby, don't DM me no more. Unless you hit that subscribe, I love you.